0: This episode of Tech Newsday is sponsored by Vincero and by Babel
1: The dating nowadays is pretty complicated. I don't know personally. I've been off the market long enough that when any of my single friends describe it, they may as well be speaking a foreign language. Hinge, Bumble. What's that you say? Coffee meets Bagel. I, I, are these <laughs> even real? Are you just messing with me? Mm-hmm. And then on top of the more like all-purpose dating apps, there's of course more specialized ones. There's Grindr for the gays who are in a bit of a hurry. There's Farmers Only for people who ONLY want farmers, Mm -hmm. Christian Mingle for Christians, J-Date for Jews, and so on. These are all meant for people who maybe don't find as many like-minded individuals on more general dating apps as they would like. Mm -hmm. But there's one group of daters who has had it harder than all the
0: rest over the past few years, and that would be conservatives, the most oppressed people on earth. Despite ostensibly being roughly half the country, or at least half the country's voters, conservatives have been whining for years that no one wants to date them. In 2017, the Federalist posted this column titled, Your Refusal to Date Conservatives is One Reason We Have Donald Trump, where the author loses his mind over OkCupid users now being able to put I Support Planned Parenthood badges on their profiles. Oh my gosh. Uh, In 2018, The Washingtonian published this article, Young DC Conservatives, No One Wants to Date Us full of pathetic complaints about people not wanting to get romantically involved with people whose views are diametrically opposed to theirs. Last year, the National Review published this painfully long article where they basically make the case that because only 6% of Ivy League female students are willing to date a Trump supporter, that means conservatives are being discriminated against by the intolerant left.
1: So yeah, it is, of course pretty bizarre that anyone would be this upset about not getting to date people who
0: dislike you Wait, have they ever <laughs> decided to just take a, a, a long hard look at themselves and figure out why it is that people would write them off instantly for their beliefs yeah or i mean even just a lot of people
1: have a lot of differences uh, things you know red uh, not red flags but deal breakers uh, on dating sites yeah and uh it's Fine. It's like when when women are like, no one under six foot two. It's like, well, would you really have wanted to date that person? Yeah, it wouldn't have with? worked out anyway. Like so, she might be really hot, but like this person's personality, you probably wouldn't get along. So it's yeah. actually probably better that she's just putting it out there from the start. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, dating is all about finding people that you like and have things in common with. Most couples don't agree on everything, but agreeing to disagree about topics like trans rights, abortion rights, vaccines, healthcare, police brutality, etc. just right out the gate is understandably not something most people want in dating. Mm-hmm. And despite complaints about this from conservatives who just really wish they could date more people that hate their guts, it turns out a lot of other conservatives are also tired of having to swipe through so many libs while looking for their next date. Yeah. So thankfully, there is finally a dating app for conservatives. Introducing The Right Stuff.
2: Hey guys, I'm Ryan. I've gotta tell you about something I am so excited to announce, a dating app for all of us conservatives. It's called The Right Stuff and it's launching this September. What I love most about it is that it's invite only, so not just anyone can join. First of all, it's free to use. And for my ladies, you'll never have to pay because we all get premium subscriptions for simply inviting a couple friends. Gentlemen, if you want access to premium, that's on you. And by the way, those are the only two options, ladies and gentlemen. The right stuff is all about getting into the right dating pool with people who share the same values and beliefs as you. You'll start off by building your perfect profile, no pronouns necessary. We want you to put your best foot forward, which includes your favorite photos of yourself doing what you love or being with the people you love.
0: Okay, well, uh, the video goes on for another minute or so after that, mostly just explaining how the app works, which is not very different to how we assume most dating apps work. But you get the idea. It, yeah, it's like okay, we get it, we get it, lady.
1: It's a, you, you match with them, and then and then you talk to them.
0: Yeah, and then you go on a date. It's uh, you you swipe left or right on uh, you know, decades-old Supreme Court decisions, and based on that, it uses its algorithm to display someone that is right for you. That would actually be more effective, like not even saying what political leaning yeah. you have, but just like deciding on Supreme Court rulings or anything else like that. And then showing just just the people who agree with you might yeah. actually be a good tactic. Yeah. But with the right stuff, you know, what you're getting. Yeah, you're self-selecting. Yeah. And that's fine. Sure. Uh, So this stuff, it's a conservative dating app, uh, and now you can post your pic of you and Donald Trump at the golf course without fear of rejection. Yeah, loud and proud. There he is, me and the big guy. Wow. They've been to Mar-a-Lago. Wow. Mm, They might have seen some documents. (laughs) (laughs) Documents make me horny. Anyways, uh, that woman in the video isn't just any conservative Christian woman, by the way. That is Ryan McEnany, younger sister of former Trump press secretary and total smoke show Kaylee Madden. I think Ryan looks better. She's yeah? the younger, newer model. Well, we'll have to see both of them do a nice 360 for the crowd. Let's see. It. <laughs> and yes, uh, it is kind of funny that a woman named Ryan is so against pronouns when there is a 100% <laughs> chance that she has been misgendered throughout her life with a name like that. Yeah, there's just, there's no way she
1: hasn't at some point in her, she looks like she's, I don't know, mid 20s, in her life uh, had a teacher or someone call out uh, Ryan McEnany and like looking out at all the boys and she's like, that's me. She's like, not funny. Where's Ryan? Well, that's also, for Ryan.
0: you know, back in the old Twitter days, she probably just had a, an egg for a profile icon and ha- probably got shouted at like, hey, shut up, dude.
1: Yeah. And Bro. then,
0: yeah. So there you go. A, a perfect case for using pronouns properly.
1: Yeah. Also, I mean, I'm sure people on there use plenty of pronouns. It's actually quite difficult to communicate in yes. any language without them. Mm-hmm. Uh, But some other great moments from later in the video include a little section about prompts that users can fill out, which are mostly, it's just typical dating app stuff. Uh, Aside from one that's, a random fact I love about America is blank. That's cool. Uh, An example of how the Alexa change the blank prompt can be properly used is shown on screen. And of course, it's Alexa change the president. Oh, got
0: him. The conservative humor is fantastic.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's also a part later where the hand that's holding the phone starts scheduling a date at a Washington Nationals game and then backspaces so they can go back and make sure the word baseball is capitalized. Could've, I don't know why they chose to use that shot, but uh, it's funny. Uh, but, I mean, you do have to capitalize it. It is our national pastime. You know, I am a bit of a Nazi suspect.
0: myself, a grammar
1: Nazi. Baseball with a B. <laughs> yeah. If I have to write black with a B in all my columns, mm-hmm.
0: baseball should get a capital B too. They should should have spelled it B-E-I-S-B-O-L and then erased it and spelled (laughs) it the American way. Baseball. (laughs) Football. No. Soccer. Yeah. Uh, But the right stuff does manage to get a lot of things right. For one thing, giving women free premium memberships and charging (laughs) men $10 for premium, that is very smart. That's a good move. Since based on everything else we know about the conservative dating world, uh, this is going to be a sausage fest otherwise. Uh, secondly, aside from the golf course pick, they were very wisely uh, avoiding using overt references to Trump, uh, nor do they lean into that sort of MAGA aesthetic, which is good. It, it made previous attempts at this sort of thing that we've covered uh, not go so well, like yeah. Trump dating or Trump singles. Uh, they they seem gaudy and off-putting, like Trump himself, or like Trump Stakes, or Trump University. Anything or... he's involved with yes. all, yeah. Yeah, it makes you uh, suspicious, although I do love that, like, specifically from a type of person who would uh, sue over, like, gender discrimination in, like, uh, uh, like Vegas. Because you see those posts all the time where it's just like, they tried charging me $50 to get into the club when the ladies get in for free. Well, why don't I just say I'm a lady and then sue them? And it's like, now that this app is doing it, they're like, well, you know, I completely understand this. It's going to be a sausage fest otherwise. And, you know, in this, money buys power. And that's kind of what we're into, so...
1: How do you verify that you're a woman, though? How, do, how are they going to keep the trolls
0: out? Because this is just, this is asking for it. Uh, knowing this an is app bait. like this, it's uh, like photos of genitals, which are then inside yeah. of a Russian server somewhere to use in the future. To to keep out all the groomers, we're going to ne- need to see a picture of your genitals. Yes, exactly. Um,
1: and, uh, yeah, I, 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 in addition to the trolls, I assume a lot of, like, foreign spies are going to want to get on here. Yeah. To see, hey, you got an in at Mar-a-Lago? <laughs>
0: Just want to go check it out. Yeah. See if there's anything there might be up my alley. L- with all the this and all the other conservatives' app, apps, it might li- be better to just be literally called the honeypot. The honeypot. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: that's sweet, sweet conservative honey. Delicious. Hey, baby. You know what would be really cool is if you raided the Capitol on January 6th, 2023. Wouldn't that be hot? For me. You should take lots of pictures, too. Uh-huh. Anyway, one funny thing that you'll find, though, when you Google Right Stuff Dating is that the top results are all for another dating service, also called Right Stuff Dating, which appears to still be active despite looking like it hasn't been updated in 15 years. And this other Right Stuff Dating is specifically for graduates and faculty of the U.S.'s top universities, the Ivy Leagues and whatnot. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's a dating service for the coastal elitists, least likely to be fans of Donald Trump.
0: Just so just you can see a, the confusion. Some funny little irony there. Uh, anyways, if nothing else, the existence of the right stuff now means that conservative men are no longer allowed to complain that they can't find a date. Because Ryan McEnany, whatever, McEnany, yeah. is right there willing to date anyone that signs up for it. That's right. That's part of the problem. You promise. get to date Ryan. Yeah. And then you can move your way up the ladder to Kaylee McEnany. She's taken, but, you know. Where there's a will, there's a way. I guess so. Uh, But anyway, speaking of guys who are looking to get out into the dating pool after a long dry spell, let's check in on Martin Shkreli. And yeah, this pharma bro Casanova did manage to make a woman leave her husband and her career for him while he was behind bars for financial crimes. But they broke up, Uh, you know, because she went straight to the media and he just blabbed about it. But cool. uh, uh, while she still, still seems to think that she has a shot in this relationship with Martin Shkreli, he has moved on. Clearly, yeah. The, the freedom has gone right to his head. Yeah. Earlier this month, it was reported that rather than join the dating apps or even jump on an exclusive celebs-only dating app like Raya, Martin Shkreli was getting back in the dating game by creating a Google Docs form for interested women to fill out. And uh, by the looks of it, it is actually going surprisingly well. And uh, there are many categories where he can like weed them out. And one of the categories is will she fuck me on the first day? That's right. Yeah, so it's gonna be speed dating, speed fucking for Martin Schirrelli. You know what you're getting when you sign up to date Martin Scorelli. Does it already have does it have like an NDA attachment to uh, the the line where you're filling your information?
1: No need. Yeah.
0: Anyways, here's the daily dot with more.
1: Martin Scorelli is allowing interested parties to sign up for time slots so they can go on a date with the former pharma bro, according to a tweet on his somewhat anonymous alt. The formerly incarcerated Skrelly, who spent four years in prison for securities fraud, said he will be free for dates starting on September 14th, which is when his ankle monitor comes off. All dates, he said, come with a standard gift bag with NDA. Oh, there you go. The gift bag, according to the form, will include either jewelry, a handbag, or shoes. The form, a public Google sheet titled Date Martin Shkreli, has categories such as whether the interested party requires travel or a hotel, what their height and weight are, their chest size, and whether they would have any interest in getting pregnant. (sighs) There's also a tab asking respondents if they F-O-T-F-D, or fuck on the first date. Some say yes, others say no. One person agreed only if Shkreli was willing to take an STI test. That date was approved. According to the form, which is still being updated at the time of writing, Shkreli is booked on a date almost every night until October, save for Sundays and an upcoming guys' night that involves being in Murray Hill, bawling out of control. At least 14 dates are approved in the dock, with others processing. So what's
0: your excuse, loser? Yeah. <laughs> Martin Shkreli's got dates from here to October. This man's wearing a fucking ankle monitor. Yeah. He's the most hated man in the world. But he's clean. He's got the test to prove it. He's got dead dead eyes, like a (laughs) rat, and he Mm -hmm. can still find a date. But in addition to keeping his nights busy, Shkreli has been making up for lost time in the exact (laughs) way that we predicted (laughs) as soon as it was announced that he'd be released from prison. Crypto. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's right up his alley. He literally went to prison for running a Ponzi scheme. Successfully, though. Yeah. Uh, Shkreli, unfortunately, just barely missed the crypto bull market, so he has to try a little bit harder to successfully break into crypto during this current downturn. But if anybody loves a challenge, it is Martin Shkreli. I believe in you. So what he decided to do, uh, he tried to do something called Druglike, which is a Web3 drug discovery software platform, whatever the hell that means. And wait, wasn't this guy banned for life from the pharmaceutical industry? Just something to think about. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it's been uh, a little less than a month since Druglike launched. Let's check in with how it's doing. Here is, once again, the excellent Web3 is going great blog. Martin Shkreli dumps his
1: project's token in hack. I've almost got to give it to him. When I wrote up Druglike, Martin, Pharma Bro Shkreli's new Web3 project for drug discovery, and asked him some questions in the project Discord, I expected him to run into issues with the fact that he's trying to build a pharmaceutical software platform after being banned from the pharma business. But he seems to have exceeded my high expectations for this grift, pulling off a scam even before anything got off the ground. The value of MSI, Martin Shkreli Inu, really, Plummeted 90% when a wallet owned by Shkreli suddenly dumped its tokens. The MSI token originally was a fan-made token, but Shkreli adopted it as the token powering drug-like, despite zero information as to how it's actually used to power the project. The MSI were swapped for 239 Ether, or $459,000. So damn, it's a tale as old as time. He's got to pay for those gift bags, (laughs) for all those dates he's going on. Web3
0: really is going just great. And now that abortion is getting harder to come by, you know, that's going to be expensive too. No, I think the plan is to put more Shkreli's into the world, much like Elon Musk. Oh, that's true, yes. Uh, As for how such a thing happened, uh, here's the post again. Shkreli claimed via his Twitter persona, Enrique Hernandez, (laughs) that I got hacked last night. Shkreli was banned from Twitter after being creepy to a journalist, and so now uses the thinnest of veiled identities to somehow evade Twitter suspension. Shkreli claimed that when he tried to torrent a file called No Joke, big tits round asses, 17, 12, 14, Jasmine, 1080p, he ended up with a remote access Trojan. However, crypto research project rug pull finder tweeted, bruh, why is the attacker's wallet funded by you then? Hmm. Because I didn't think anyone would do the, just a shred of investigation because it never happens. Listen, and- I was in
1: prison during all the previous rug pulls, so I haven't figured out all the, the kinks on how to do this properly.
0: Yeah, but I love that like But not bad for my first try. His excuse was the excuse of someone who just got caught downloading Nirvana MP3s on their parents' computer. No, I was downloading porn, I swear. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know it was a Trojan virus. I thought it was big tits and round asses. So anyway,
1: we're not sure how accurate that last part is or whether Martin Shkreli himself really is behind his own crypto project rug pulling. But it's just great to see him out of prison and doing what he loves best. Being really
0: shady. Yeah, he jumped right back into the deep end, like yeah. without hesitation, without remorse, without anything. Just I don't like, think he
1: learned a damn thing. No, in fact, he probably learned more crimes in prison. Yeah, that's the problem with prison is like half the people,
0: they come out of there
1: just more refined in their criminality.
0: Yes, in the old days they'd come out more muscular, more violent. Uh, these days he went in and then became a podcaster,
1: yeah. and now he's a crypto bro. He uh, he hit the hit the gym in his brain. Yeah,
0: it's the podcast industrial complex.
1: But moving on now to another character who is back to doing what he does best after some much-deserved time away. This is almost as frustrating as everything Martin Scully's doing. Uh, Adam Newman, the egomaniacal founder of WeWork, who led his company to such a spectacular collapse that it spawned an Apple TV show about it, is back in business. Because once you reach a certain point, you can only fail upward.
0: (laughs) I I love that, like, just... Apple TV Plus just rubbing its hands. Ooh, season two, baby. (laughs) Because they have like no content on there. And this is... I hate Jared Leto, but the show's good.
1: They might have to recast him. Yeah, I don't know. But then cast someone else to play Jared Leto in the inevitable uh, Jared Leto miniseries about what a fucking creepy weirdo he is. Yeah. uh, And then have that guy play Jared Leto as Adam Newman in that show and on the the season
0: two of We Crashed, which is a terrible title. We Crashed? Fuck off. Come on. Apple doesn't have many wins, okay? Let them have this one. They got Ted Lasso. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, here's the New York Times with more on this. Adam Newman, founder of WeWork, whose spectacular rise and fall has been chronicled in books, documentaries, and a scripted television series, has a new venture and a surprising backer. Newman's new company, Flow, wants to transform, oh God, the residential rental real estate market. No! (laughs) Notably, it has the financial support of Andreessen Horowitz, the prominent Silicon Valley venture capital firm that was an early investor in everything from Facebook to Airbnb. The backing of Anderson Horowitz considered royalty among early stage investors is a powerful sign of support and perhaps a rebuke to Newman's critics who have described his leadership of WeWork as a cautionary tale of corporate hubris. Andreessen Horowitz is investing about $350 million in Flow, according to three people briefed on the deal. The investment, the largest individual check Andreessen Horowitz has ever written in a round of funding to a company, values Flow at more than $1 billion before it even officially opens its doors. How does this happen?
1: Because this how how
0: do you look at anything about this
1: guy and be like, you know what? Andreessen and Horowitz, we Andreessen and Horowitz, the biggest VC firm in Silicon Valley, are going to give this man more money than we've ever given anyone else before. Because the Let's entire
0: tech industry is run on vibes. Yeah. And this, and, and he's, he's yeah, he, this guy does have pretty wild vibes. Well, he's he's magnetic, all, and he's like seven feet tall. All things considered, yes, he is an actual like religious leader, yeah. like a religious figure. He's a very well, depending on what your definition of work is, a an actual hard worker, but a guy who is able to manipulate reality into whatever he wants it to be. Yeah. And that's what investing is, is just creating this idea of value. And yeah. he does that well. He does a great pitch. Until it all falls apart.
1: Uh, until, you know, you try to get listed on the NASDAQ and you have to submit all the proper forms. And <laughs> you look at it and you're like, well, this is completely fucked. And Wait,
0: no, hold on. <laughs> it all falls apart like yeah. within weeks. It Just spectacular stuff. And look, you got to hand it to him. You, I, yeah, I guess you do have to hand it to him for the fact that like
1: you got to hand three hundred fifty million dollars to him.
0: Well, fleecing VC money so egregiously is honestly kind of inspiring. Yeah, the man is—he's uh, quite a grifter. This is like it's—it's—it's it's, it's on the same level of Quibi, where unintentionally Jeffrey Katzenberg was just handing out money to the production industry yeah. for a year straight. This is kind of like that, except like Adam Newman is just like. Uh, these people aren't smart with their money, so I'm going to take it from them. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, WeWork was a master class in that sort of uh, grift because, I mean, as we've talked about many times before, uh, WeWork did not do a single... It was not a new idea, but it was pitched as a new idea. It was a real other estate company been, pitched as a tech company. Other companies have been doing uh, the, like, co-working temporary office space thing for literal decades, but it doesn't look cool. It yes. just looks like office space, which is not very cool. But you make it look cool by... Uh, installing some beer taps and putting some art up on the walls. And uh, here's here's your billion dollars.
0: I also think one of the funniest things about the WeWork saga is that right as it crumbled to the ground, the coronavirus happened and it became a test case for actually using uh, office places like this. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, the real estate, commercial real estate market is terrible. Like what a bad investment this is. If only we had a place where we could just rent out things when we needed it. Mm-hmm. all the time, but yeah. a place that looked cool and impressive to, you know, our clients and investors. Yeah. So, but it was just so funny that it fell apart right before it was useful.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there was also, like, I don't know, with their cash flow, like, would they have even survived the first, no! like, four months of coronavirus, and, like, no one was fucking going to work? No. No, they would have crumbled. Yeah. So, they were fucked either way. Well, now they're here to fuck the, uh, personal real yeah, estate market. the real estate market. Yeah. You, you thought it couldn't get worse? Uh. <laughs> So, yeah, so just what exactly did Adam Newman receive over a third of a billion dollars for? What is flow? Hmm. Well, sounds like it's basically we work, but for apartments, I guess, though specific details are currently non existent. It's all vibes. We're, we're doing uh,
0: Blackstone, but cool.
1: Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mark Andreessen's press release of the announcement is extremely vague and mostly filled with obvious platitudes about how people live in homes and how that's important having a home, and how the current housing market sucks, but how Adam Newman is supposed to solve any of that, I don't know, that's a mystery. Uh, here's
0: Vice. Shelter is one of our most basic needs. What? <laughs> dreesen wrote in the Genius. announcement block. Uh, In a world where limited access to homeownership continues to be a driving force behind inequality and anxiety, giving renters a sense of security, community, and genuine ownership has transformative power for our society, Andreessen writes. When you care for people at their home and provide them with a sense of physical and financial security, you empower them to do more and build things. Solving this problem is key to increasing opportunity for everyone. Details are light on what Flow actually is or how it would address the housing crisis. (laughs) Its website is essentially a blank splash page, but Andreessen writes that it will aim to let, quote, renters receive the benefits of owners. What do you mean? And rethink the entire value chain from the way buildings are purchased and owned to the way residents interact with their buildings to the way value is distributed among stakeholders. This is a horrible idea that is going to crash so hard. And the only shining light I can see here is that much in the same way that Uber, Lyft, Postmates, and all the rest uh, were subsidizing the cost for years, is that it might provide uh, the people who are early adopters with affordable rents before people need to get paid eventually?
1: I don't know if it's, like, scalable in the same way, (laughs) but like... certainly isn't. Even with, like, buckets of VC money, like, how do you subsidize fucking housing for the amount of time it would take, you know you to take over the market the way like Uber was just losing money on every ride.
0: (laughs) You're losing on money on rent every month for like thousands of fucking tenants. maybe they try it or they build a bunch of stuff and then their shit collapses and then everyone's like, well, we have all this housing left over. That would be great. Uh, Either way, it's going to fail.
1: Yeah. Now, what's funny about this is like as much as flow is probably going to suck just on like the fact that Adam Newman is involved and these people are all fucking ghouls and there's no way it's not going to suck. I mean, the housing crisis across this country is so bad that it's hard to imagine this being that much worse than the current situation. Uh, Housing absolutely does need to be disrupted, as they say in the tech business, Uh, but the kind of disruption that's needed is more stuff like public investment in housing development and the repeal of all the various NIMBY laws, like the ones we have here in California, that make it extremely hard to develop enough housing to actually meet demand. Uh, And as Vice notes... Mark Andreessen filed an all caps public comment recently opposing affordable multifamily housing development in his town. And that was just this month, like weeks ago. So it's possible that these guys are more interested in just making money, a lot of it, than actually solving anything or much less getting to the root causes of anything. But Look, hey, if they can find a way to build,
0: I'll take it. It's a step. We found all this land in Oregon where this uh, this community used to live. and yeah. Uh,
1: but what scares me though is like you know like Uber got powerful enough that it was able to like change laws essentially <laughs> like these guys they get powerful enough they're not going to expand housing they're just going to divide housing even more it's going to be like like the most dystopian like New York apartments where uh, landlords are just illegally renting two bedroom apartments to 20 people by just putting up some drywall y- yeah. and uh yeah they're going to make it so that uh it's totally legal to live in a fucking coffin
0: well and based <laughs> on just this guy's lengthy track record of being in charge of a company already, like, this is going to be culty as fuck. It is going to be a, a your neighbors and your roommates are going to be your family. Uh, everything involved in this is going to be a subscription service. Your rent, utilities, food, bathroom, trash, all of that is going to be a subscription service. It's all going to be microtransactions. It's all going to be backed on the fucking blockchain and it's going to ruin people's lives. So stay away from flow is my only advice. A unless terrible name, too. Unless sounds, sounds like
1: period product. Yeah,
0: unless you're like a huge, like, overseas investor. In which case, yes. Pour all of your money into this, yeah. you tax-dodging fucking moron. Yeah. Let's get some of that Chinese money in here. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. But, uh, yeah, speaking of housing, one thing that's uh, that the not-in-my-backyard or NIMBY homeowner class loves almost as much as blocking new development is, of course, surveillance, which has become easier than ever in recent years. Uh, it's now very affordable to set up multiple cameras around your property that notify you whenever literally anything happens. So whereas before it wasn't possible to feel paranoid about every single stranger that uses a sidewalk in front of your home, now it's just a tap away. And you can then just head over to next door to chat with your neighbors about all this suspicious activity and get yourself even more paranoid. If you don't, if Facebook isn't Paranoid enough for you, you go to next door, and all of your fears can be instantly justified.
1: Yeah, the world really is a terrifying place.
0: So not everything captured on security cameras is scary, though. And companies like Amazon Ring certainly don't want potential customers to associate their products with fear. And nothing else. A yet, mass surveillance, fear. it can be fun, too. Yeah. yeah. Here's Engadget.
1: Wanda Sykes has signed on to host an America's Funniest Home Videos type of TV show. It won't be showing clips deliberately captured using cameras or phones, though. Nope. It will feature videos captured by Ring doorbells and smart home cameras. The show is called Ring Nation, and it's a production by MGM Television and Big Fish Entertainment. If you're wondering what the common denominator is between the three, it's none other than Amazon. The e-commerce giant owns MGM and Big Fish, and it purchased Ring's smart doorbell business for $1 billion in 2018. According to Deadline, Ring Nation will showcase viral videos that feature content such as Neighbors Saving Neighbors, Marriage proposals, military reunions, and animals doing silly things. In other words, videos you'll probably come across online if you frequent social networks. Unless the show will also feature fresh content that could potentially go viral as shared by Ring
0: owners. The, I, I am constantly surprised at the dystopian future we're living in. And this is like just a, this is such a perfect example. Because if you read this to anyone under the age of even 50 now, they'd be like. That sounds like a horror novel. And uh, everyone else is just like, sure. And that's why they got Wanda Sykes, someone who's yeah. completely disconnected from the internet. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> someone who is aged out of, like, giving yeah. a shit about great. anything. Yeah, just So like... you're saying
1: it's America's Funniest Home Videos.
0: Yeah. I've always wanted to do one of those. And how much? <laughs> and I can knock all these episodes out in a day? I... Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look at all the fun you're missing out on by not having Ring cameras pointed everywhere in and around your home, recording footage at all times, which Amazon can hand over to the police without even asking your permission, by the way, uh, if you missed our episode last week. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you come for the sense of security. You stay for the laughs and the goofs. Maybe you'll even end up on Ring Nation coming soon to Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, get to start making that content. They should just go the full step further and do like a live PD style show where you can just watch everyone's ring cameras live. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We, we, play, we, uh, we have a producer that puts the most crime riddled areas on your screen to see if anything happens. Are you ready to be a narc? And then are like, oh, uh,
1: coming up next, our recurring segment, uh, UPS drivers literally collapsing from heat exhaustion on people's doorsteps. Yeah,
0: if you pay. Oh, look at that guy. He could have used another sip of water. <laughs> if you buy a thousand bits, you can shoot a water bottle out of the front door and save his life. <laughs> are you a bad enough viewer to do that? Oh, uh, it sucks. Uh, yeah. I hate everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! I wanted to point out with the WeWork thing, because uh, I just remembered it. And I will forget if I don't mention it. Uh, we, have, we haven't seen anything out of MoviePass this summer, and it was supposed to launch in like June. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of failed startups and uh, people who are retrying the failed startup, and that came to mind. Interesting. I guess the blockchain didn't really come through. And now, especially now that people are back in the movies, now that
1: Tom Cruise saved the movies, you'd, where's MoviePass?
0: <laughs> it would be awesome if Top Gun is the reason it doesn't exist, because it was such a wild success immediately yeah. that they just instantly blew through the cash.
1: That would be funny.
0: Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> who, who could have thought that
1: sequel would have made a billion dollars? Yeah. Anyway, we've got more news coming up in a minute, but first, support for today's episode comes from Vincero Collective. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and the heat is turning up thanks to Vincero Collective's huge summer sale. Vincero makes exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. Other premium handcrafted watches have insane markups. You can finally own a high-quality and lasting timepiece without going broke. And the best part is they are running their biggest sale of the year right now. So if you're looking for the perfect accessory to help elevate your style for a limited time only, you can get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide
0: with our exclusive link, vincerocollective.com newsday. And the discount doesn't stop there. You'll get up to 30% during their site-wide sale. What a score. I love my Vincero watch, and uh, this isn't the same one, but I got married in a Vincero watch. So if it's good enough for me, check it out. I think I did too, actually. (laughs) Uh, They're nice watches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vincero Collective is a premium lifestyle brand out of San Diego that also makes high quality and affordable sunglasses, jewelry, and more. Vincero Collective is known for their exceptionally crafted, ethically made products for today's most ambitious people. Modern pieces that upgrade your look and stand the test of time. There are three words that Vincero's products bring to mind. Stylish, quality, and versatility. Vincero designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches. They are committed to doing things well or not at all. For all the boss men and women out there, their watches are a must. They can elevate your look with a twist of the wrist. Made with stainless steel, durable silicone, and Italian marble straps, these sleek, modern watches come with traditional automatic and Japanese quartz movements.
1: And the sunglasses come polarized with handcrafted frames and so many styles to choose from. The eye-catching and modern designs can go with any outfit or trend. Perfect for a day in the office or date night out. This is the perfect gift for yourself or someone that you love. You can finally look like a baller without having to spend like one. But you don't need to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, features in Forbes, Business Insider, and Newsweek, just to name a few, Vincero offers you a shopping experience that you can trust. And if you need to return or swap, no problem. Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return
0: policy has you covered. From quality you can feel to style you can't deny, Vincero Collective guarantees to up your game. The anniversary sale is going on right now, so don't wait or it'll be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, vincerocollective.com slash newsday. Support our show and check them out at V I forward slash newsday. Keep up with the trends, my friends, and add Vincero to your wardrobe today. And this episode is sponsored by Babbel. For most of us,
1: Learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our just
0: academic careers. You to make it through and get the grade.
1: But now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there is an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I'm doing Spanish, and, uh, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I probably should. No more Spanish. No
0: cebolla. What? <laughs> no, no onions. Oh, I see. That's important. <laughs> yes. I love the onions, but I didn't used to. Yeah. Babbel's 15-minute
1: lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go.
0: Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babel speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babel. In addition to lessons, you can get uh, uh, access to podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to slash newsday That is babbel.com/newsday for up to 60%. Off your subscription. Battle language for life. All right,
1: we're back now with a a little update on the legal battle between Elon Musk and Twitter, the company that he agreed to buy for forty-four billion dollars until he decided uh, he didn't actually want to. Uh, Twitter sued Musk for backing out of the deal after already agreeing to its terms, and Musk's defense is basically that Twitter has too many bots, even though. Getting rid of all the bots is one of the main reasons he listed for wanting to buy Twitter in the first place.
0: Yes. Anyway, the only real update to the case is that Elon's legal team was granted access to some internal Twitter documentation about a former Twitter executive. But the judge denied requests for documents about 21 other potential witnesses. I guess is, is a win, so I guess we'll see. I mean, The trial isn't until October, so we're going to have to wait just a little while for anything truly noteworthy now that both sides have made their initial case. Uh, But we've got some other Elon news for you this week. Uh, Like, remember that robot that Tesla is supposedly (laughs) making? Which they are supposed to unveil next month, despite so far only showing off a man in a robot costume just dancing. It was a man in a fucking morph suit. Coming soon. But don't worry. Hold on to your butts this September. Have I ever
1: lied to you, me, Elon Musk? Have I ever overstated, uh, you know, my company's plans and ability to... Follow up on them?
0: I declare the purchase of Manchester or whatever. What did he say? Manchester Manchester United?
1: Yeah. 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 It, people were actually happy about that because
0: apparently they're having like their worst season in decades. Yeah, but he immediately <laughs> was like,
1: uh, just kidding. Yeah. Like, wh-
0: why would you joke about that? Okay. He he wants the, to get another case going where they, they force him to buy it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, there's literally no way that this fucking robot will be anything but a disappointment. Boston Dynamics is an actual robot company, and it's taken them over a decade to reach a point where their bipedal robot, Atlas, can be considered almost ready for prime time, though it is still huge and heavy and prone to all sorts of errors that would be a serious safety hazard in a consumer setting. Uh, It would be one thing if Elon set expectations low for what his robot, Optimus, will be capable of, but Elon always sets expectations way higher than he can actually deliver, and he recently doubled down on his robot claims.
0: (laughs) for some reason. Uh, Here's Gizmodo. In a column for China's cyberspace magazine, Musk discussed the Tesla bot, which the company ambitiously plans on launching this year. The bot will be about the same weight and height as the average adult, according to Musk, and will be designed to, quote, carry or pick up heavy objects, walk fast in small steps, and the screen on its face is an interactive interface for communication with people. The main objective of the Tesla bot will be to have the same capabilities as humans, essentially serving its owners and checking things off their to-do list, quote, Tesla bots are initially positioned to replace people in repetitive, boring, and dangerous tasks, Musk wrote. But the vision is for them to serve millions of households, such as cooking, mowing lawns, and caring for the elderly. No! no. The tech billionaire eventually wants these types of robots to be mass-produced and widely available within a decade. Quote, In the future, a home robot may be cheaper than a car, wrote the richest person in the world. Perhaps in less than a decade, people will be able to buy a robot for their parents as a birthday gift. (laughs) Uh, however musk is known for making bold statements about the future and setting unrealistic timelines that are later delayed this thing can rescue so many children from a cave oh my god i <laughs> They'll love run it.
1: right in there and go i love that he lists cooking as something because like can you imagine this robot just like lighting the burners on your fucking stove
0: <laughs> just like whoops stirring things oh, sauce going everywhere the is just, just full of gas. smoke <laughs> don't just, turn on the lights but yeah and it's because of movies and TV. But the first image that comes in my mind is a fully like humanoid robot wearing a fucking <laughs> robe thing and yeah. a cook's hat yeah. and just like, which is exactly what he wants.
1: Yeah, and it's like some tasks, like uh, you know. But
0: there's already machines that, for that.
1: Yeah, there, there's literally <laughs> KitchenAid makes there's it. There's a purpose-built machine that in is, the fifties does had it, it perfectly well. Yeah. Yeah. The actual like precision aspects of cooking, I'm like, there's no fucking way a robot can do that this like, is
0: dice this tomato you can't elon musk is he's he's regressed to the level of the fucking dude from honey i shrunk the kids Who has like a robot feed his dog and fail every time. Yeah, just feed your own fucking dog, you lazy piece of shit. Rick Moranis. Watch this fucking, this incredible machine will answer the phone for me. It's like a bunch of like balls going down tracks and woo. It's the the Pee Wee breakfast machine. That's (laughs) what he's thinking. He should play that music when the (laughs) robot comes out. And it should do everything that he claims it's going to do. It should look exactly like a 90s infomercial for like knives or some other terrible kitchen product, like the Ronco rotisserie oven.
1: Uh, So anyway, we say again, there's there's simply no way in hell that this robot will live up to Elon Musk's claims when it when it's unveiled next month. It's not going to fucking happen. In fact, we highly doubt that there will even be a physical product demonstration. In it, fact, we're challenging you, yeah. Elon Musk. It'll probably, if I had to guess, it'll be like the multiple Neuralink presentations that he's done where they show videos, demos of some very prelimin- preliminary work that's already been done but, by other companies working in the same space, but which they're framed like groundbreaking accomplishments that Elon has done for the first time. Once again, uh, along with, I don't know, a slideshow of like some concept art and like projections of like one year, 50,000 robots. Ten years, a billion robots. Twenty years, a robot for every man, woman, and child on Earth.
0: No, it's going to come out wearing a uh, a birthday hat, and he's going to say, Happy birthday, Mr. Robot. And then it's going to uh, attack everyone on stage and kill them. Yeah. Yes.
1: Robot's home. <laughs> uh, it's also, like, especially funny, like, you know, robotics is twofold. It's the actual robotics part of it, and that's the AI part, and it's like, recently I don't know if you've seen all these but like recently there's been a ton of videos of people testing uh, like the the people found a blind spot on uh, Tesla cars uh, Oh for children and dogs? For like any child that's like under like 5 years old is too short for the car to detect it, so there's all these hilarious videos of, like, Tesla's just, like, mowing over, uh, like, dolls.
0: Not just like that. Do- children and dogs, too. The, the, you can tell that Elon brain has had an effect on so many of these people, because they're I'm like, like whoa, well, I <laughs> need so- hey, any of my neighbors want to let me use their kid really yeah, quick?
1: hey, kid, just stand right there. This is gonna be fine. Trust me.
0: Also makes sense that so many of these Tesla owners are childless and can't use their own fucking kids to run over with their cars. Yeah. I yeah. did. Someone, uh... They should take after their fucking leader and, uh, make some kids so that way they can test the tesla cars with them
1: there was one guy one tesla vlogger guy who uh, he didn't use his own kids but he he has kids because he, so he wanted to test it and he did a similar he like ran a fucking wire between two trees on opposite sides and like basically like swung a pinata child like into the street and his tesla just like mowed over he's like okay yep yep that's bad well good to know <laughs> i'm gonna post this on
0: the internet <laughs> yeah. people are like fuck not a real fan. Fake fan. Well, they'll turn on him, just like... Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> and now you're an enemy of the Elon state. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking of tech billionaires showing off stuff that sucks ass, <laughs> and has already been done, by better, uh, done in better scenarios by other people, uh, remember how Facebook completely pivoted fully into the VR metaverse and even officially changed its name to Meta to show just how serious they are about it? It's the kind of thing sci-fi authors have been imagining for decades. A total virtual world where anything is possible and you can escape the soul-sucking reality of real life. Well, Meta's key product in this plan is of course, Horizon Worlds. And it's basically just Facebook's version of VR chat, so totally lame. And uh, we're not sure if anyone is actually using it, but here's an image of this wonderful Horizon Worlds that Mark Zuckerberg recently shared, willingly. (laughs) And keep in mind, this is a pic that they were like, this is this is going to impress people. Yeah. This is just a fool. random screenshot. This is an ad, basically. We, we have to show people what this baby's capable of, slaps hood. And uh, this is what they showed. Yeah, so that looks like absolute dog shit. Minecraft looks better. Yeah. Roblox is a better metaverse. Meta Zuckerberg looks like a shitty mobile game character. A uh, me.
1: And uh, everything behind him also looks like a shitty mobile game. I I think that's supposed to be the Eiffel Tower. Is that the Taj Mahal. I don't know. What the fuck is this, dude? (laughs) Reactions were swift and brutal, as you would expect, and uh, the post generated so many great news headlines, such as, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse slammed for looking terrible after Billionaire Post's VR Paris selfie. Mark Zuckerberg spent $10 billion on the metaverse, and all he got was this stupid selfie. Mark Zuckerberg's latest metaverse image likened to a 2002 Nintendo (laughs) game. Does Mark Zuckerberg not understand how bad his metaverse looks? And...
0: Wave of criticism hits Zuckerberg's metaphors for looking like crap. This is what happens when everyone says yes. This is the problem. Anyways, the actual criticism, particularly on Twitter, was quite brutal. Uh, This person simply posted a side-by-side comparison of Second Life in 2007 (laughs) and Horizon Worlds in 2022. Another posted a picture of the Eiffel Tower in 1996's Twisted Metal 2 and also wrote, There needs to be a German word that's like schadenfreude, but specifically for how wonderful it is to see the company that helped break democracy pour $10 billion down the drain to create this hilarious 2022 love child of The Sims and Nintendo Wii. Wow. Uh, This guy wrote, this looks like a 2002 Nintendo GameCube release called like World Baby. (laughs) And of course, someone quickly replied with a mock-up of the World Baby box art. (laughs) Someone else made some similar box art, but this time it's a Nintendo DS game called My Meta Summer Holiday. (laughs) And it's so bad. And it's like, clearly the goal here is, much like Minecraft, to enlist millions of users to build everything for them. Yeah. And like, don't worry, it'll look great because we're crowdsourcing everything. We'll give you like some Libra coin if you uh, if you submit assets. But the this. the funniest part of that is that like you're either gonna do things like Minecraft, which is essentially unrestricted for a decade at least, yeah. or you're going to be so overly concerned with security issues or uh vulgar content or whatever, that there's literally no point for anyone to do any work in it.
1: Yeah. I would never use this. What's the fucking
0: point? Can't even hang a poster of Christy Brinkley in your Metaverse room. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Uh, There were plenty of other posts also (laughs) shitting on this. This is bad. They should stop. It doesn't look like an actual product. There's nothing immersive about this. It doesn't have to look realistic if it has creative direction. When your core product looks like the painted walls of an abandoned daycare center, you have to wonder... How does this shit look worse than Mies did on the Wii 15 years ago now? So as far as I can tell, the metaverse is just Animal Crossing, but you're being hunted by Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) (laughs) Time to pay the rent, bitch. (laughs) And this post summed it up well with a tale of two metaverses with Dead-Eyed Zuck on the left and Goku with a gun on the right. Because why would anyone play Horizon Worlds when Fortnite currently lets you play as literally Goku
0: with a gun. It has been wonderful seeing all the clips <laughs> of Fortnite this week. Like, I have I have no interest in it anymore. And uh, just watching this, I'm like, there's so much going on and I would die instantly. But it is awesome seeing Goku do like a Kamehameha yeah. and then steal like a lightsaber from someone and start whipping it around.
1: Yeah. Fortnite... It's the metaverse. Yeah, it 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 is like they have so much fucking IP in Fortnite. It is like the closest thing to something like Ready Player One that's out there.
0: Multiple successful live events. Yeah, Uh, it has all of the IP. Just because you're not in a VR headset doesn't mean you're not in a metaverse. Like, can't you get past that? Also, like, it's just like with um, No Man's Sky, which turned out being one of the greatest games of all time, ironically, but. You get Mark Zuckerberg and on a press tour with, like, fucking Jimmy Fallon tussling his hair. Like, oh, hello, hello, look, it's me in the metaverse. And, like, no. nobody questions if it's even a viable product. Yeah. But, like, the last time I saw this was on the Today Show. And it was, like, Savannah Guthrie or some shit just being, like, what someone else? who hasn't seen video yeah. games in two decades. Yeah. Just, and, and these are real people you're talking to. She'd have the same reaction if you showed her, like, Kane and Lynch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or it's like a real thing. Or any multiplayer game where it's like, wait, yeah. I'm talking to someone across the country? Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't they're, have to get motion like sickness to guys. Like, like, oh, my God. What? There's 20, pe-
1: 50 people all playing in here at the same time? Yeah. What?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. Because this isn't for gamers. This is, I don't know who this is for, honestly, but this is like, yeah, I don't know. It should be better than it is, given all of the money and resources they have.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but it's just beautiful to watch a uh, once great, once successful company uh, just continually uh, slip further and further into failure.
0: And look, this we Feels we good. should all become yes men too. We should we should. All come together and keep perpetuating the idea that this is very good. Yeah. Because this is the event. way
1: we kill Facebook. We Morbius Facebook. Yes, oh everybody my God. wants this. Oh, e- I can't wait to go into Horizon Worlds
0: and um, check out the Eiffel Tower. We, we need to not sign up and play it, but keep Facebook thinking that everyone wants this. Just like oh, well, all you need to do is put in another ten billion dollars, and I'm sure it's going to be great. We're all very excited. Keep wasting your money, just like yeah. Adam Newman. Look, it's that's going to stabilize the economy. Make the money evaporate. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's
1: our show. If you haven't already seen our two previous episodes, our last one was took a break from the the stuff going on in America to check out Canada, uh, where the QAnon queen
0: uh, recently. Recently, tried to exert her power, and it did not go well. Did not go well. The only regret I have is uh, not including the clip where the, she the feeds sardines. her followers. Yeah, sardines and lettuce.
1: Yeah, an interesting woman. And then on the most recent weekly weird news, we talked about um, well, Trump, the, the, the Trump <laughs> stuff, and uh, also
0: Dark Brandon and whether he's behind all this. Dark Brandon, uh, Dark Brandon giving Joe Manchin the pen was great. His eyes lit up. Yeah. 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 The best part was like someone clipped it or whatever or put the images together where right before he handed the pen to him or like right before the signing, he like took his mask off and coughed into his hand and then oh. used that same hand to like <laughs> hand it to Joe Manchin. It's like, that's some real dark brand and shit. Yeah. Anyways, watch both of those videos. They're up there now. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. Leave a like. And we'll see you soon for some news dumps. That's the one. Bye. Bye.